نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد one of the very prominent things in the life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the aspect of dua and dua one is the dua in the formal manner what we generally understand when a person is sitting down in one place with his hands raised as far as possible facing the qibla and all the other various adab and etiquette that pertain to dua so that is also a very very important part in a mu'min's life and this was something that nabi sallam spent a lot of time in together with that is what we term as the masnoon duas meaning that morning and evening duas day to day activities all the various occasions the duas of the various occasions the time of eating before eating after eating before sleeping when a person wakes up etc this too is something from morning till evening we will find that the whole day of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam on every occasion there were duas which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam recited which were filled with talim for the ummah as well great and deep lessons therein this is something to take make an effort to learn these duas there are many many beautiful compilations of these duas pocket size compilations so every day if a person learns or one dua per week as well merely by reciting it on the occasion that too he will memorize one dua a week in one month one year he'll have over 50 duas he has learned and on all these occasions reciting these duas one tremendously great benefit would come from this is that it keeps enhancing the bond with allah taala keeps strengthening the bond and in fact from the inception creating that bond as well this is something that has a very deep effect if a person is doing it consciously he is doing it consciously what he is reciting and it's being done regularly diligently unfortunately what happens generally even in the makatib in the madrasas the children are taught many of these duas but because it's taught but it's not being practiced on many a times at home the child never reads those duas will come the time of the examination the ustad asks the child that certain dua recite the child says give me a start so that question about giving me a start that means he hasn't yet started practicing on it otherwise it would have been part of him so to teach our children these duas get them to keep reciting it on his occasions to recite it ourselves one of the duas that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to recite in the mornings which after the farsalawi had the dua being recited as well again these duas as mentioned one is the dua itself but this deep lessons in them the dua that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam make among the many many duas of the morning allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin aw bi ahadin min khalqik fa minka wahdak la sharika lak falak alhamd wa lak ash-shukr a very short very concise dua and most of the wordings in this dua is something that we are familiar with it's nothing difficult very easy to learn but the depth of it is tremendous the dua commences allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin oh allah whatever bounty i enjoy this morning and how many bounties countless bounties so all these bounties these are all from allah taala 
So now we have to make shukar for that. We have to at least express our gratitude to Allah Ta'ala for it. So therefore this is that shukar. Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin. Ya Allah, not only me, bi ahadim min khalqik. Your entire creation, whoever is enjoying any bounty. Faminka wahdak. Ya Allah, this is from you alone. La sharika lak. There is no partner, you have no partner. Falaka alhamd wa laka shukr. Ya Allah, all praise is due to you. All gratitude is due to you. Now, it's a very simple dua. But in this dua, there is this hamd and shukr for these ni'mats that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. This is already a very, very great ibadat. The ibadat of shukr. This is something that is a very silent ibadat also. Person making nafil salah, everybody can see him. Or maybe somebody, somebody or the other may see him. Person making tilawat, he may be observed. But shukr is often just from the heart. Nobody else knows what this, he might be appearing to be just sitting quietly. But in that moment his heart is engaged in shukr to Allah Ta'ala for his na'mad. Who knows about it? That degree of ikhlas in this ibadat is even greater. And shukr la in shakartum la azidannakum. Allah Ta'ala says, if you are grateful for my bounties, I will increase them. So one is the verbal shukr, then the amali shukr, the practical shukr is to now obey Allah Ta'ala. But nevertheless, coming back to this dua in terms of the lesson that we get in here. What is mentioned in this dua, we are expressing to Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, whatever bounty I have, Ya Allah, this has come from you alone. If a person is conscious of this and he keeps reminding himself of this, what does this do? It uproots pride. Because if a person keeps reminding himself, there is nothing of mine. Everything is from Allah Ta'ala alone. I possess nothing. I have achieved nothing. Nothing is my doing, my ability, my intelligence, my nothing. It's all from Allah Ta'ala. So if it's all from Allah Ta'ala alone, it is His bounty, His grace, His mercy. What right do I have to be proud of anything? So now whether it's my wealth, whether it's my intelligence, which I, I, I claim mine, my wealth, my intelligence, my this, my that. But now a person is daily, every morning before the day has really got off, he is reminding himself, Ya Allah, all this is from, from you alone, he is reminding himself, everything is from Allah Ta'ala. So I don't have anything of mine here, why should I ever be proud? How can I be proud? And this is a very, very major disease. It's an atom bomb that sits in the heart, the aspect of pride. This is what became the means of shaitan getting rejected forever till eternity. That this pride came into him, ana khayrum min. And he was given the command to make sajda to Adam wasalam, that ana, I, I am better than him. Why should I make sajda? So when this ana came in, he got rejected forever. So in any case, this uproots this one major disease of pride. Now this is, obviously there is a whole process to this also. And many a time, some of these ailments and diseases are such that it cannot be fully removed from ourselves without taking the advice and guidance of the experts of the field. Like a person goes to a doctor, goes to somebody who is a specialist sometimes because of some ailment to get that cure, to cure is in the hands of Allah Ta'ala alone, to get it treated, get the correct diagnosis and to get it treated. So for that he goes to the experts for that field. So likewise for our spiritual maladies, for all the things lurking in the heart, 
that pride, that ego and whatever else goes along with it. We need to go to those who have learned this from their seniors and in this way we get ourselves treated and with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, inshallah, we will get cured of this as well. So this is one major malady that will get uprooted inshallah with the barkat of this regular recitation of this dua consciously and taking this lesson. The other thing in this dua is Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin aw bi ahadim min khalqik Ya Allah, whatever bounty anybody else in your creation is enjoying, that too is from you alone. Now what is this uprooting? If a person is conscious of this and he is very very and he's reminding himself daily and he's conscious of this, then it can't leave space for jealousy in his heart. That if somebody else is enjoying some bounty, whatever it might be, somebody has more intelligence, somebody has more beauty maybe, somebody has more wealth perhaps, and somebody might be progressing more in deen. Allah forbid shaitan comes and tries to put this jealousy and this hasad for others, let alone in dunya, even in deen. Because shaitan's full-time job is to try and create some kind of difficulty in a person's path, create some obstacle in his way, so that he doesn't reach Allah Ta'ala in a condition that he is clean-hearted, etc. And that he can, shaitan can try and get a person's amal destroyed. So by means of hasad, by means of jealousy, this is one of the things, very deep and serious malady that shaitan tries to destroy a person's amal. In the hadith sharif it comes that al-hasadu ta'kulul hasanat ya'kulul hasanat kama ta'kulun narul hatab that hasad and jealousy it destroys a person's good deeds. As fire burns a wood, dry wood, just set some fire to it in a short while it's ash. ash. So likewise hasad destroys a person's amal. Now a person consciously reminding himself every day, every morning that anything I have is from Allah Ta'ala. Anything anybody else has, that too is from Allah Ta'ala alone. It's Allah Ta'ala's gift, Allah Ta'ala's creation, Allah's makhluk, Allah Ta'ala gave. What basis do I have to object against Allah Ta'ala's decree? It's Allah Ta'ala's decree. And it's his prerogative. Whoever he wishes, he'll give whatever he wishes. And if somebody has been blessed with something which I think is more, there are so many countless bounties which I have, which others don't have. So to focus on that and make sugar upon that and to keep the heart clean from any kind of jealousy and malice, etc. for others. So these simple du'as, very concise, very, very short, very easy to learn, very easy to recite. How much of time does it take to recite these du'as? Every morning a person takes a few minutes. This particular du'a won't even take 10 seconds. But in the 10 seconds, there are such deep messages that he's giving himself, such great reminders that he's giving himself, and connecting himself to Allah Ta'ala, this is a very great benefit in these du'as. The whole day becomes zikr. From morning to evening, he's starting to eat, he's going to finish eating during the course of that meal. Now and again, he's going to be making shukar. Then he's going to be wearing his clothes, his du'as to be recited before wearing the clothes. Dua to be recited. He's going to be opening the door. He's going to be reciting Bismillah. Dua when the time of leaving the home. Dua before entering the masjid. Dua at the time of leaving the masjid. All these occasions and so many other occasions. From morning till evening, his whole day becomes zikr, and his whole day he keeps reaffirming his his relationship with Allah Taala, connecting himself to Allah Taala. This is a very great benefit out of these duas. Allah Taala give us a tawfiq that we take the time and effort to learn these du'as, even one simple du'a per week. 
and how long, how short are these du'as in fact? So, how long will it take to learn it? Hardly anything, no time. And if a person doesn't really make the effort to learn it, just merely have that page opened out somewhere, or some marker there, and once a day look into that kitab and just recite it. In a few days' time, we'll already be reciting from memory. And we make that part of our daily life, and inshallah, then every week add another dua. In this way, in a short time, many, many of these duas will become part of our life. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillah.